0: How exactly? You know, everybody keeps saying trade like Mikael Bridges, to me, is the only surefire keeper on the team. You know, he's the best player. He is on a team-friendly contract. He's not that old. And and I'm not saying under no circumstances would you trade him to get a treasure trove of assets back. But I I will say this. It's very deceiving when you see, like, reports of four first-round picks. Because you know what that means? One, the team that's going to be trading for him is a good team. So they're not going to be giving you high-level first-round picks generally. And also, in today's day and age, you see a lot of first-round picks protected. So do you want to trade Mikael Bridges for what amounts to four picks in 17, 18, 22, and 24 in the NBA draft? To that, I would say no.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they're not. No matter what we say as fans, they're not moving Mikael Bridges. Um I just don't think that's in their plans at all. It's funny we face the Knicks tonight because you hear Knicks fans every week like, hey, want to send us Mikael Bridges for the last year and a half um, or the last year? But I just think that the Nets see him as part of their future plans. Uh, Luis says not Cam Thomas. No. And, man, what a what a pleasant sight it was Friday night for me to come home and watch a nationally televised game where I was shook, where I was like, man, we've been kind of ducking the national radar. We've been stuck in our misery here in Net's world, but it's quiet for us now. We're on the national stage. LeBron and AD, Austin Rivers, former Net, Torian Prince, former Net, D'Angelo Russell. I'm thinking they're gonna run us out of the uh, out of the uh, what I said. I said Austin Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> Austin Rivers is doing ESPN coverage now. You know, I meant Austin Reeves. <laughs> um, that's funny though. Austin, Austin Rivers now is full shirt and tie uh, analyst mode, and I think he's doing podcasts as well. But yeah, so let's start there. Let's go back to Friday night because, I mean, that's all that's all the good that's really going to come out of <laughs> this podcast. Uh, going to the Lake Show, going to Crypto.com Arena. The Nets had lost four in a row. The Nets were on a losing streak where it's just like we were doing the, the podcast before and the title of the podcast was go ahead and punt like they're finding ways to lose. Go ahead and punt. They were coming off just absolutely disappointing losses to the Trailblazers. Right. Uh, DeAndre Ayton can't even get out of the iciness in Portland to get to the game. They give the Trailblazers their 11th win. Uh, they lose to the Miami Heat in overtime. They had lost to the Trailblazers in overtime a few days before that. They went to Paris. They gave us a mental health break for like four or five days without having to watch them play basketball. They go out there in Paris and lose. So, man, it was good to just watch a game where right away Cam Thomas – you know you know these things, and I'll pass the mic. Cam Thomas is a Kobe guy. He, he showed up on draft night with Kobe in his suit, right, talking about how that's his favorite player. He just wants to honor him. He, he wears 24 because of Kobe. I retweeted a clip from Yes Network where they said, anytime he plays the Lakers, he wants to go crazy. Yeah. Think about watching your favorite team, watching them play on that court, and you get an opportunity to play on that court, you want to show out. So kudos to Cam being Cam and the Nets letting Cam be Cam and following up around him. Uh, go for it. We'll go around the horn. Alex yeah, I'll, I'll take it.
2: Um, it, it. It just shows that um... – I mean, uh, agree to disagree, Robin. I personally think Cam Thomas is our best player because when Mikael Bridges is carrying the load as like the main ball handler, first of all, he's not very good ball handler. I I think we can agree there. But when he has the entire load on him, it sort of diminishes what he does on the defensive end because we all know how good he was in Phoenix uh, defensively. And this season, we just haven't really seen it. And I think that's a big reason why a lot of Nets fans thinks he's still our best player. But um, when you take that away from him, Cam Thomas is better offensively. But when you when you balance it and you see Mikael Bridges as sort of like the number two or number three option, when he was uh, in the Lakers game, <clears throat> he was he was really good. He was really solid. Um, and then you sort of move away from that, and we'll get into the Clippers game, unfortunately. But um, Mikael. Like, I, I obviously – I wouldn't trade him because it's a bit, you know, or I wouldn't jump the gun. Um, for first first-round picks is very nice, like, in terms of, like, the sound of it. But having Mikael Bridges as a number three option on a championship, championship team is good enough, but I would just – I would sell other players. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith, I think a lot of contenders would like to use. I think Royce O'Neill maybe. I think I, I can't see both of them staying until after the deadline. Um, and then probably, and then Spencer all and all those rumors with D'Lo and Dejante Murray probably being in that three-team trade. Um, I don't know who's going to come here. A lot of people think DeAndre Russell will come here. Um, that remains to be seen, but it's just that. You know, this team is – this this. I mean, a lot of people are going to be like, sell the team, whatever, you know, get rid of everyone. Uh, a lot of, you know, panicking right now, but this is always going to be a transition year. Um, and we'll just see how – or what, uh, you know, what direction we'll take uh, going into the next season.
0: Look, there doesn't need to be a Cam Thomas-McHale Bridges debate. It feels like the cancer again sure. at times. But – I'll say this. Mikhail Bridges is the better player. I mean, I don't think he's the better player. I know he's the better player. He's the one guy on this team that I believe could start on a championship team right now. That's not a diss to Cam who has shown flashes. But when you, you factor in Mikael's been one of the best clutch shooters in the entire league this season, he's asked to do almost everything for this team. He's still producing at a, at a pretty strong level. And yeah, the defense is always going to take a hit when you're, you're asked to do more of an offensive load. But this is a team with no on-ball creation whatsoever. That's what they seriously lack. That's why you see them linked to Murray in trade rumors. It's why the, we can't escape the name Ben Simmons because as much as he's, he's more of a hypothetical player than he is an actual basketball player, he, he is a point-of-attack guy as far as having the ball in his hands and setting other people up. They haven't had that all year. Cam Thomas has not proven himself reliable in the clutch. He hasn't proven himself as a defender. He hasn't proven himself as a, a sharer of the basketball or any of those things. I think Cam needs to play more. Don't get me wrong. Like Cam is too talented relative to the rest of the team to be put on a leash. But just because he's had these flashes of big scoring games doesn't make him a better all-around player than Mikhail Bridges, who proved it on Phoenix teams that won 60-something games, who proved it for Phoenix last year when Devin Booker was out of the lineup and he stepped up, who proved it for an extended stretch with the Nets when he first came here last year and who proved it this year as being like th- this idea that just because he's not going to probably be the number one option on a championship team makes him some sort of scrub is ridiculous. He, there's a reason Knicks, Knicks fans, are a perfect example. Keith brought it up. Knicks fans keep going, traders McHale us. You think they'd be saying that if they didn't think he was good, they're saying that because they know he's good. He's the only guy on this team that every team could use.
1: Well said. I mean, in this NBA, like look at last night, (laughs) and B goes for 70, but then Carl Anthony Towns goes for 62 and he's on the bench. In this NBA, fans look at scores. They look at scoring. Players look at scoring. Players want to have the highest score. They want to be talked about. KD in in the um, press conference, 70? Shit. like You know, so when you look at a Cam Thomas and his scoring ability, he gets buckets so everybody's like that's the best player on the team let him cook he should be starting i don't know maybe there's something to it with the nets uh wanting him to come off the bench <clears throat> uh he's still you know um breaking records and setting records for bench scoring but here's the box score from uh friday night so i'm glad we killed the narrative and and i hope there are more games that kill kill the narrative that Whenever Cam Thomas goes off, the Nets lose. As I'm live tweeting the game and watching the game, I'm like, oh, he's going for 30 tonight. Must win. Have to lock it down. Can't have a collapse. Must close. I mean, they waited for the second game in Staples Center to do that or Crypto.com Arena. I'm never going to call it Crypto.com Arena. I don't know if you guys have made that adjustment yet. I'm a Kobe guy, too. It's the house that Kobe built. It's the Staples Center. Crypto.com Arena. That's a dumbass name. But anyway, um and we're looking at the rest of the team. And you mentioned Mikael Bridges. I mean, Mikael Bridges is still going to chip in his 17 points, play his minutes.